Welcome to the club, the original leadership podcast for children's ministers with your host, Jim Weidman. Jim has been helping others on their leadership journey for nearly four decades. Now let's join Jim and see what he has in store for us this month. Hey everybody, welcome to the club. This is Jim Weidman and it is great to be back another month and uh, you know, it's October And uh, one of the things that I have been talking about over the last few months is there was a brand new book that was going to be released October 1st, and it is Tweetable Leadership is ready for you to uh, read and own and uh, whatever you want to do with it. I mean, it is out there, and I'm excited, just like the birth of a new baby is the birth of a new book. And I've got some uh, infusers that are here with me, and uh, we've got folks from all over the place. Corey Jones, uh, David Renault, uh, Bethany Hammer, Amber Baker. Uh, Bethany and Amber have both been on the club before, hadn't you guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but this is the first time for David and Corey. And then Jared Massey in the house. Ooh, ooh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there it is. And uh, so we are talking about tweetable leadership. And uh, I know everybody but David has uh, had their hands on this uh, for a little while. David has just seen the book tonight, and you're up to about 10 tweets. Is that right? Yeah, I, I did look over about 10 pages. Okay, 10 pages. That's pretty good. But uh, I am excited because... Uh, this book is a long time in the making. And uh, have you guys ever worked on something for a really long time? And um, I actually tried to work on this several times, and the Lord just said, no, that's not right. Uh, we first started looking at doing tweetable leadership uh, probably about four or five years ago with uh, one of the early alumni or plus groups that um, – I had because they wanted to write a book. You know, the Kid Men Leadership was from an infused group. Eric Trapp was from an infused group. And uh, these guys uh, wanted to write a book. And so uh, we just tried, and no matter how we tried, I didn't have the right format. And uh, Jenny Funderburg was helping me uh, put some things together and do all those things, but it just wasn't right. And uh, I have found that the Lord's timing is uh, better than anything that we could do. So I just said, okay, I'm not going to force this. I'm not going to make it happen. And uh, I just kind of quit till um, I kind of got the Lord's marching orders on it. And he said, this wasn't supposed to be an everybody book. It was supposed to be something that was more of a greatest hits piece. And uh, so I, um, a lot of the infusers, did the work on this where they the tweets actually came from things that they had underlined in all my other books and uh, then uh, Clayton Poland and uh, some of the other guys helped me to arrange these by kind of subject matter and so there was a whole lot of uh, people that helped make it happen and uh, you can read when you get your hands on one in the front about some of those people that did that even uh, you know, the name Tweetable Leadership wasn't something that I came up with. That's something that uh, another infuser came up with. And so real kind of excited about this book. And uh, uh, girls, when y'all look at it, 
uh, it's kind of a little different piece. It's uh, I did it like stretch where there's a hard cover and there's a soft cover of the same book. And the hard cover really kind of makes for a good coffee table book, kind of something that you would put in the uh, church lobby uh, in the offices when people are waiting and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that was really the feel that I was going at. This is the first square book that I've ever made. And it's kind of crazy. The softback is the same cover stock as the others, but because it's square, it feels flimsier, but it's really not. It's the same cover thing. But uh, I don't know how many square books you own, but uh, it's a square book. <laughs> and uh, it's laid out kind of different. Uh, and uh, so you guys just kind of, uh, anybody got a favorite tweet or anything um, about the book you want to talk about and help me? I'm, I'm sitting here rambling. Okay, so, so let me let me guys. jump in. This is help Amber. me, help All me, right. Rhonda. So um, on in chapter three on page 47, uh, number 120, it says, all you need to move ahead all you need to move ahead is to take the next step. And I think so many times, depending on what your temperament of leadership style and your leadership style is, sometimes you can get overwhelmed with all the things you should do in ministry or you could do, and it can paralyze us. And so I think this is a great tweet because it's a, look, just move forward, just yeah. keep moving forward. And as you do that, God just reveals the next step. And so that's the one that stuck out to me. Right yeah, now. Amber, you know, most of us are this way. We really don't want to do anything till we get all the information. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think about Abraham and here was a guy that God said, go. And I'm sure he thought where, well, that's not what God said. Mm -hmm. he, he said, go. And so what God was waiting on was for him to take a step where he could direct him and show him. And, you know, that's something that you guys have heard me say a million times. The steps of the righteous are ordered to the Lord. But most of us don't think in steps. And all I need to do uh, to go to a new place in leadership or a new place in ministry is just take the next step. And so uh, that's what that is about. And so um, that's kind of fun. So one of the things that I love about this book is that it's an easy read. A lot of times you'll pick up books and it's hard to get through it, but because they're tweetable, it's you know just a couple of characters um, that really help you get to your main point. So one of my favorites is number 132, where you talk about watch out for too many babies in the crib, i.e. don't start a bunch of new staff all at, all at once. There's a reason single births are easier to manage than multiple births. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amber can speak from example. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, you know, so many times in churches, we, we're not real specialty oriented. Sometimes we just start all this stuff like the Walmart of ministry. And uh, it's amazing to me rather than wait till a ministry is up and potty trained a little bit, we birth another one. And, you know, you find yourself with five or six ministries all in diapers mm -hmm. and uh, you're busy. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, let one mature and grow up and watch out. You know, that's one of the things, too many babies in the crib. I get so many times in ministry, somebody has said, start something. And you know what? It was a good idea, and it probably needed to be started, but it don't need to be started now. And um, that's, that's some good uh, things to go with. 
I like uh, what you said in, in 211, and you've said it before to me, and you've said it in our fuse calls. It says, if a hundred new families walked into your church, would you know what to do with them? If not, you have the wrong structure. This That statement keeps me up at night. Like, Am I prepared for yeah. the growth that God is trying to prepare my, my church for and my ministry for? Yeah, and chapter two of Stretch is uh, where that kind of comes from, and it's just that whole making room for growth. And that is probably the most important step that I've ever learned in leadership about how to keep things growing is just making room for it. Uh, you know, the crazy thing is the Lord promised that uh, he would never put more on us than what we can handle. And some of the very things we're praying for, we can't handle. And so, you know, we said, well, Lord, you're not answering our prayer. Well, he can't because um, if he gives it to us, um, we'll freak out. And so it's one of those things that um, a lot of that depends on us and that making room for growth and those things. Brother Jim, uh, you know, one of the things I like to play video games, and one of the things about a good video game is its ability to be replayed. Um, once you've played the story mode or whatever, can you access that game again and still find new content that excites you? And I think that's what's nice about this book is um, this is a book that I could sit down and read tonight because it's really simple. It's like scrolling through your Twitter feed. But at the same time, I can see myself and have since I've owned it. I just pick it up and I read two or three um, uh, little quotes from you and then I can put it back on the shelf and think on those things. And that's something that I'll be able to do. Honestly, the content in this book uh, will probably last me through through life because sometimes you only have a couple minutes, but this allows me to do that. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things I love about you and what you've taught me, the leadership stuff is great and the structure things, all that is incredible, but your commitment to your relationship to Jesus. And if you scroll through this book um, on, a, on almost every page, there's a quote about your relationship with Jesus or your walk with Jesus. Um, and so you're committed to that first and foremost so thoroughly that it, it spills into every single environment in your teaching. And I think that's probably the area I've grown the most under your leadership, but it's also the area I can see the most opportunity for growth. And so I just, I love that about this book. That's cool. I appreciate that, you know, but it, it'll really help your ministry to know Jesus. That's my favorite, and, quote. Uh, That's my favorite quote that you've ever you said. Know, it's one of it's tweetable. Yeah, it is tweetable. Uh, I was actually at a CPC one time and said that. And uh, there was a lady that came up after my workshop and she said, you know, I don't think I've ever had a relationship with Jesus like what you're talking about. I know who he is. And I got to pray uh, with her. Uh, and I told her, I said, your ministry is fixing to just take off now that you know Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't funny about it, but it's the truth. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that um, so many times, you know, if I just you know, told my wife, you know, back in 1978 on November 18th, I told you, I love you. Why do I need to tell you now? Uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't have much of a marriage and uh, well, I told you on our wedding day and, uh, and some people look at their relationship with the Lord that way. They're just really going by, you know, past, uh, experiences and relationships rather than, uh, renewing that. And another thing that's in the book, another quote somewhere, I don't know what number, I guess I'm going to have to, uh, <laughs> memorize numbers or something now. Uh, but you know, one of my favorite things to say to kids 
if there's ever been a time in your life when you have been more in love with Jesus than you are right now, you're the only one that can fix that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that goes for ministers as well as for uh, people in the pew. And so uh, I think that's important. Uh, you know, there's more than tweets in the book. Another uh, big thing is there are some hashtags. Um, the, the tweets and the quotes are kind of divided up into seven uh, different hashtags. And at the end of all those quotes is uh, kind of uh, one of my favorite articles about what I kind of uh, think sums up or comes up with those things. Uh, some of them are about my kids and parenting. Some are about keeping life simple. Uh, that's something that how many of you have noticed in your life? Uh, things just get complicated on their own. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, and it's one of those things that. Um, so there's uh, um, Bethany. Read some of the um, the names of the articles that are in there, and so. Yeah, and the table of contents. Um, and again, kind of what you were saying, it's not just a book about your leadership. It's also a book about your kids and your family and your parenting. Um, so chapter one, you focus on how a leader is an example. Um, chapter two, developing a biblical worldview in your children. Yeah. Um, so many times in ministry, we focus on everybody else's kids and we don't we neglect our own family and our own kids and their spiritual growth. That's something you taught me a long time ago. Um, yeah, I think that's the article that will answer the question. You know, right now I'm getting a lot of people that think I'm going to get a part-time job as Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, Why would they think that? <laughs> uh, I guess because I look so much like him. But then they're going to read this chapter and say, no, I don't think he'll put on the suit. <laughs> and so there you go. You talk about how being a leader is being a learner, how you keep life simple, overcoming growth barriers, staying spiritually healthy, and one of my favorites, what old Jim wishes young Jim knew. Boy, ain't that the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You've read my fun. mail a couple of times and, and you've said, what, if, if old Jim knew what new Jim knew. Yeah, what, 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 yeah it's uh, one of those things that uh, somebody who's told me on the Orange Tour uh, they bought the book and they read it during the morning. They came back to the afternoon. And they said, man, I wish I had this years ago so that I could learn this. And I had to say me too, uh, <laughs> because it took me uh, 35 years to learn all that stuff that's in there. And, uh, that's really the hope of, uh, the book. Uh, you know, some of you have talked about some uses for it, but, uh, you know, just, uh, in your VIP meetings and when you're meeting with workers, just being able to throw out a thought for the day, mm -hmm. um, that would take you through 500 plus Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, if you use the book that way, uh, I think uh, that teams are going to be able to use it. Uh, what was crazy about it is um, the girl that typeset it and laid it out and came up with uh, the format. And again, it's kind of cool how uh, the tweets are different sizes and has a little art value to it as it's laid out. But uh, one of the comments that she made to me was, um, this is going to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's been the one thing when I gave it to the editor and uh, tried to make it English. Uh, <laughs> she said, she said, man, this is going to help a lot of people. And so that's really been my prayer 
through this entire process as we uh, look at tweetable leadership and all those things that it just helps a lot of people. And um, I think that's important. Another another thing about this book that maybe is different than, than other books that are out on the market right now is um, a lot of resources are a specific ministry style or um, uh, even curriculum based or whatever. But this, this really gets down to the core of what ministry is and what a minister looks like. And so, um, you know, philosophies change, strategies change, curriculums change, uh, all that changes, but a lot of, or most of these quotes are things that are really timeless in nature. Um, they're, they're the, they were true in biblical times. They're true today. And they're going to be true in 30 or 40 years when, uh, maybe some of us infusers are sitting on the other side of the microphone um, where you are. And so that's what's nice about it is it, Somebody it has Somebody will have to life. sit here because, you know, <laughs> I, got some, I got some big plans called dying. Uh, I thought they involved the North Pole. <laughs> no, no. You had to be fooled. Yeah. And I love the format of this because there's so many little five-word or six-word things that... When I read it, I, I have to digest it that fear is faith in reverse. Yeah. That's such a simple little thing, but means so much. And the church is good. God is better. Yeah. And those, as I read it, I, it takes me so much to digest and really process what those six words mean for me and my ministry. You know, I, there was a time in my ministry when I had to ask myself, do I love Jesus as much as I love kids ministry? Mm -hmm. And I had to be honest. I don't think I loved him as much as I should. And, uh, you know, I had to deal with some of that stuff. And I think that, you know, one of the things you guys have heard me say, you know, evaluation has to happen on a regular basis. And it's one of those things that, uh, if we don't evaluate, uh, something we're not going to grow in that area. And I think that um, looking at some of these things are things to maybe, you know, to me it's all about trying to rethink uh, how we do some of the things that we do so our actions will get different. People forget that every action that we do comes from our thinking. And uh, sometimes it's just a few words that jog our thinking and help us to think different so we can do different and be different. And I think that uh, that's important. One of the things that um, I value so much about Infuse is the opportunity that we have to come to your house and sit um, in your family room and just ask you questions and, and you speak to us. And there's so much that I take away from that. Um, that I can bring back into our ministry. Um, one example is, and I'm going to butcher this, but now I can look in the book because you can, I have it right here at my fingertips. Say the quote that you say about slaughtered cows. They make the best what, hamburgers, well, right? Well, well, it's in the book. Say, yeah. Sacred cows. Okay, so I say slaughter. Slaughter the sacred cow. So then you can have a hamburger. cows make the best burgers. Yeah. But that is truth, and, and I was able to bring that back into our team um, when we were talking about some things that are definitely sacred or slaughtered cows. <laughs> and so I love that this is like sitting in your family room having a conversation with yeah. you. When I worked at David's church um, years ago, 
And uh, it, it was a wonderful church. And it was one of those things that I had worked at a church that just had tons of vision but um, before I had gotten there, but not a lot of uh, uh, healthy uh, things uh, uh, going on. The vision was kind of reckless and out of control. And uh, 1,500 people tried to build a 7,800-seat sanctuary, and that church doesn't exist anymore. And uh, wasn't a lot of integrity, and uh, it, was, it was kind of a bad thing. And I went to David's church, and it was a real place of healing. But how I knew I needed to leave is because um, I needed a bigger vision than what uh, was under. And in my children's church, there was this organ, and uh, it was right in the middle of the the everything. Every time we tried to do anything. Here was this organ, and uh, the bad thing is where my children's church was was also where weddings would happen, and because the organ hadn't worked and hadn't worked in years, people would say, well, can we move it for the wedding so it won't be front and center, uh, and uh, the committee, uh, the decorating committee and the folks in the church wouldn't let us do it, and mainly it was because... Uh, the organ was donated by a family in honor of this dead guy. And uh, we weren't able to do it. We tried to get parts and get it fixed. And uh, I went to the pastor and said, can I take a picture of the organ and just hang that on the wall and take the plaque off the organ and, and say, this organ used to work and it used to be in here and it's in his memory. And, uh, but they wouldn't let me. And uh, finally... Uh, I ended up leaving the church, and so did that pastor. And the next pastor that came, the first question he asked is, why is there a broke organ <laughs> in the middle of the chapel? And um, the great thing, the janitorial staff at the time were told to move the organ, uh, but they were sweet enough to video record or uh, them moving the organ for me. <laughs> and then there was some recording of some hammers uh, uh, hitting the organ. And then the organ got set on fire. <laughs> and it was just kind of a reminder to me of the four years that I was there and tried to get that organ moved that nothing is too hard for God. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe it will take a change of leadership or a change at the top. But, um, you know, that was one of the sacred cows I enjoyed seeing moved, broken, and set on fire. Uh, and it's uh, brought me a lot of joy at the time. So that's, that's kind of where that tweet comes from. And, uh, David, you said there's still parts of the organ. I, I thought you were talking about the one in the sanctuary. I no, no, no. It was actually no. the chapel. But they did. You had pews in that yeah. chapel in 87 and, yes. and I'm told that they just got the pews out in 2004 Okay, and uh, we had one in the back and the first couple years I was there I was like can we move this out and they were like no it's for sick kids to lie on and I'd been like after two years like I've never seen a sick kid lie on this pew can we get out of here and yeah. finally I just had to have call the maintenance crew and they used some hammers and some fire yeah <laughs> might be the same crew I don't know <laughs> Some of those guys, if they're still there, that is great. But it's cool. So, um, Tweetable Leadership, brand new book. 
And uh, there's several ways that you can get your hands on it. Uh, now it is available through uh, all of the uh, regular online kind of Amazon kind of things. You can also go to jimwideman.com. Uh, this is the first book that I've ever done that I gave it its own website. And uh, you can actually go to tweetableleadership.com and uh, learn some things about the book as well as uh, um, go ahead and pre-order that. And there's some uh, deals and things. And uh, one of the benefits of getting it from me is that I'm including uh, a digital download card that has, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can uh, read it in iBooks or Kindle or on PDF um, as well as, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those funny people. Uh, I love putting books on my iPad, but I only read them on the airplane on the iPad. And the rest of the time, <laughs> I want to touch the real book. And uh, it's just crazy to me how the, you know, there's something about knowing that I have 20 books on my iPad that, um, and it's in my briefcase and I can carry it and not limp. Uh, you know, uh, that brings me joy, but, um, that's one of the benefits of that. And so, uh, check it out and, um, it is, um, available all over the place. If you're still skeptical, uh, what you can do is, uh, text the word kid men, K I D M I N to, um, six, six, eight, six, six. Put your email in, and uh, I'll send you a link that will give you the first chapter of the book absolutely free. And uh, you can just check it out and taste and see that the book is good. (laughs) uh, Nice. Good one. Yeah. There there you go. I think I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You can get the first (laughs) chapter. And uh, something I learned from John Acuff. And, uh, so it's kind of great. And, and it is, I did flaunt the fact that John Acuff is my friend on the back of the book. And, <laughs> nice and job, uh, nice yeah, job. got that. And, you know, All when, right. you, when you only know one New York times bestselling author, <laughs> um, you know, you have to, you have to use it. And so there you go. It's kind of fun. All right, kids, anything you want to add? You should totally get the book. And, yeah. And yeah. The digital copy is nice, but this book is just really cool to read and i'm not i haven't seen the kindle copy but just reading this it's very uh it's very aesthetically pleasing yeah yeah i i'm you know when uh i really like the hardback you know it's kind of like which one of your kids do you like most you you can't really answer that question publicly Uh, (laughs) but it's one of those things that uh i really like the hardback and that's uh one of the things I did for stretch, I made a hardback and, uh, I wanted to be able to take the cover off of stretch and see my, my name and the title on the book on the case is why I did that. And, but, uh, this is a little different type of hardback. And, uh, again, if you have a coffee table somewhere in your kid's area or in the lobby, uh, this ought to be on it. And, uh, So that's kind of fun. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, being on the club, kids. And we'll have to do this another time, like in a few minutes uh, (laughs) for next month. Let's do it. Yeah, or for some month uh, coming up. And, um, you know, some of you might be there and say, 
uh, you must have a lot of people over at your house all the time because all these people come for the um, the club taping and you know that's how we roll we just you know so if you're in Murfreesboro and, and you know just give me a call <laughs> we'll have you do a club but uh, uh, thanks so much for listening and uh, I'm excited about this book and excited about how it's going to help folks and another thing that we've done on the specials is um, there's a special deal that you get so many books and all and also uh, get a personal call with me. And so if there's an area in reading this book that you need a little help on and uh, you want to have a personal coaching call, uh, that's one of the specials. But one of my favorite specials is uh, there's several books and things for your team. And then I actually come and get to... um, speak to your whole team and it might be a thing that if you want to go over with your staff um, the material and the things and then uh, have a live uh, teaching with me uh, and it's all affordable so check that out jimweidman.com as well as tweetableleadership.com and uh, that is the book all right gang thanks so much for being on it and thanks so much for listening And uh, we got some big changes coming on the club, and we'll be able to tell you more about that. Uh, But we are moving to more of a podcast-type format and uh, where uh, you can um, subscribe to the podcast every month. And uh, I'm going to be checking it where uh, your uh, auto membership and payment uh, won't happen anymore, and we're... uh, walking through the steps of that. So thanks so much for being a member of the club. And, uh, you know, every 20 years or so, we try to bring it up to um, really, you know, we were talking at dinner tonight, and uh, podcasts didn't invent, uh, weren't invented when we started the club 23 years ago. And uh, so this is, uh, we're really excited about the things that are happening. If I can help you in any way, send me an uh, email to the club at jimweidman.com and I'd love to help you and answer any questions that you have. You can also go to kidmencoach.com and uh, sign up there. If you're not a member of kidmencoach.com, you can use the coupon code uh, GET10 and uh, they'll give you 10% off that little community and you can learn from me and some of these infusers that are here uh, as well. And uh, that's also a place where we can talk about the club. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you later. And I hope you get your copy of Tweetable Leadership. We'll send it out right away. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Jim for this month's lesson. For more information on Jim's resources, consulting services, infused coaching program, or to contact us, visit jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we are committed to building strong leaders.